Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's okay. It's dead. Welcome to another edition of the Rogue Report podcast. We are joined today again by Stuart Donald. Just me and him in the studio. It's a bit of a mate date, isn't it, Stuart? Absolutely. It's <laughs> getting a regular thing now. <laughs> um, first things first, my name's Connor Bromley. I forgot to mention that on the last podcast, actually. So best get my mention in there straight away. Um, you went to watch England? Yes. Uh, you jinxed it? Yes. How was it, though? Um, the 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 game the game was fantastic. The first half an hour, um, you know, when England score, of course you you just go mad. I went with my two lads and a, a friend from work, and um, uh, it was it was a hassle getting over there. I missed missed my uh, I was busy uh, talking about a transfer and missed got on the got on the wrong train, so ended up in Brussels instead of Paris. Then I had to fly to Rome. Then we got to the hotel in Russia at three in the morning, but we couldn't find it. So that was an hour walking around Russia. Then we got to the game and forgot our passports, rushed around to get those, then we lost. Then it was three and a half hours back to the hotel. Then because we missed our flight in the morning, um, going out there, um, our flights were invalid coming home. They didn't think I looked like my passport, so they wouldn't let me through passport control. So uh, I'm glad to be back. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just there for a couple of days? A couple of days. Saw a few Sunderland fans, which was nice. Um, I had a walk around the Kremlin with one of them and bumped into a few of the lads after the game. And uh, I wasn't in the best of spirits, but they cheered me up. So that, that was that was good of them. Good. Were you in the peasant seats or were you in the the posh ones? No, it was in. Well, I was just 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 in with the England fans. <laughs> just general. We, we 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 were all mixed in together. I think. Very good. Okay. Right. Well, we'll talk a little bit now about preseason. So I've played a few games. What do you make of it so far? Graham Dean asks. Um. <clears throat> uh. Well, obviously, I, I went last night, which was the first look at the team I'd got. Um. And. Uh, we, we've. I mean, it's no secret we got a lot of signings still to make in 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 this team. Um, down the middle of the spine, you you, you know, we need some central defenders. Um, we need some centre forwards. We might need another midfielder. Um, and we want to start the season running. I think if I'm honest, I'd have I'd have liked to have. Um, we got two games left, and I would have liked to have for the last two games an extra half a dozen players. Um, in in the team. So I think, you know, Jack's found it useful. I was talking to him this morning. Everyone, uh, I suppose it's a bit typical, everyone seems far more relaxed than I am within mm-hmm. the within the footballing structure. Jack was very calm, measured. He, he knows the players he wants. He's, he's He doesn't seem to be uh, rushing Tony and Richard uh, 
taking their time doing the deals, making sure we're not paying too much. And I'm um, I'm like a, a can of hot tin roof. I, I, I'm saying, well, I, we need six to start. We need 10 in the squad. Um, what's going on with these couple of players leaving? So, um, you know, it, 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 it's getting exciting because you're getting closer. But, um, you know, from my perspective... Um, I think you know, and I think every Sunderland fan's perspective, you, you you want those four or five signings that make you go, "Whoa!" Yeah, you know, we're we're really going to be competing here, and um, uh, you don't want those halfway through August or or, or right on deadline day. You you want to try and give them a couple of games, and and we've only got the two, so yeah, I, I'm um, I, I'm starting to get a bit bit itchy. Yeah, how. Did you think the performances improved? We weren't very good against Hartlepool and uh, Darlington, but we seem to pick up against Grimsby. Is that a sign of the work Jack Ross is doing, or is it just purely fitness games for you? Yeah, I, th- I think Jack thinks that he's getting his message through to the players a little bit. But I mean, Jack sees sees the same thing as I think that we all see that that you know it's very much a, a squad in development, and you have to remember it is a big job um, because. You know, there's a lot of players that are still currently contracted to Sunderland that got no, no interest in in playing in that team. So we've lost a lot of senior pros, and and um, we've lost um, those that obviously didn't um, or we didn't offer contracts to. Um, and um, you know, we've replaced a few. So I think you know Jack is encouraged by the way that the players are taken on board. The atmosphere is good um, with the ones that are there. Um, so I think all that's positive. But you can see that. Uh, you know, if we want to compete at the top end of the table, we need uh, we need more quality. There's no doubt about that. Jack Edwards asks, is it disappointing that we haven't been able to arrange more pre-season games or are you happy with the schedule the way it, it went? Um, well, if Jack's happy, I'm happy. Um, I, 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 you know, I would have done pre-season differently. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that my biggest disappointment in pre-season from the fans' perspective is that we arrange a tour that doesn't have a game in it and you can't actually watch the players train <laughs> either. Um, and... Um, I think that's a nice way to start the, the the campaign, if you like, as a pre-season tour where the, the players and the fans get an opportunity to bond. The only thing with that is, you know, uh, a lot of the players that we hope to be in the team would obviously wouldn't have made the tour anyway. Um, so I would have done the tour differently. Um, but Jack re-put the, the pre-season schedule together. So I, I'm presuming, you know, he's done it now. So he's he's happy with that. Other than, of course, we're slightly restricted because... You know, we, we, we've had to put the games in a, a relatively short notice because, you know, Jack, Jack wanted, um, you know, certain certain games and we, we probably couldn't quite get one or two of those because they'd already got arrangements. So I think pre-season will have a different feel about it next year. But, um, you know, we, we've, we've got enough pre-season games. It's more the team I'm concerned about. OK, let's jump into the juicy transfers. That's what everybody's <laughs> listening for. So Gav, the manager of Rogue Report, is straight out there. What's the latest? Uh, you've admitted on social media that we're after... At least six new players. Where do we stand on the transfer front with regards to incomings? Uh, we are deeply um, into negotiations on four or five players. Um, and uh, as you can probably tell from my previous answer, I'm desperate to get those players in. Um, but by the same token, it's, it's just got to be uh, right on the numbers. We've got offers out, um, as, as, as has been reported and as I've confirmed. Um, so... Some of those have been accepted. Some of those are close to being accepted. Um, I would be surprised if ultimately we don't get all of our bids accepted, really. I think they're good bids. Um, you know, it might be a bit of tweaking um, here and there on them, but but fundamentally we're not far away. Um, there's still a, another, you know, there's a couple of free agents that we're, we're looking at as well. 
and um, we got a couple of players coming in who, who want to prove themselves um, to us who are um, coming in and may feature on Saturday. Um, so it be trialists. There, there's a couple of trialists. There's, I think we got four bids out, um, and there are three free transfers we're looking at, and we're considering putting bids in on a couple of others. But the reality of it is that that's probably about ten players, and I think realistically we'll probably get half of those. Um, and we need whichever half that is, if you like. We, we got to start the season with them, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Moisa, what's happening there, Cheltenham player? Uh, they've not come back to us, but the bid is 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 strong. So that's been in for a couple of days. <clears throat> yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. So you, when do you expect to? Hear oh, I think we've only chased them about twenty times. Right. Um, I don't know if they're <laughs> don't know if they're playing it cool or whatever. Do you it think is. they're um, trying to invoke a bidding war? Maybe. Something uh, like I, I I don't know. I mean, you know, um, I, I I've obviously like, like all the fans. I don't I don't get um heavily involved in in talking to the clubs. I just I just obviously Richard Tony and and Jack. Mm-hmm. identify the players they put the bids in then they come to me and say is, is it okay if you like if we put the bids in um so i, I don't talk to if you like cheltenham or, or bradford or, or or oxford or wimbledon or wherever it might be um or but what i see is what the fans see i see he, him scoring i see um if you like gary johnson going on the radio saying uh, or, or doing his his report saying no one's met the valuation that we've placed on the player um so on and so on, and we've had bids from X and Y. So I see that, as I understand it from the football feedback that I'm getting, and I don't know if it's accurate, I mean, Cheltenham would have to confirm, but I think our bid is is the strongest bid and the closest bid to their valuation. Is, is it a good bid? I think it's a fantastic bid for the player. But then I'm going to say that. Um, but, but I think um, uh, I would hope Cheltenham would accept that and see that as a as a serious bid, not a bid where we've gone in and... Um, as I've seen on 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 social media, where you know they're going, he's, you know he's worth a million pounds, and we've gone three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. It's a proper, it's a proper. It's bid. over a million, isn't it? It is over a million, yeah. So do you think that'll be our biggest transfer out there this summer? I think that'll be our biggest transfer. I mean, I see people saying, you know, we should be in for Jack Marriott, etc. And and he you know, be. he's six and a half million apparently quoted. That that is out of our ballpark. And and what I said was, and I know there's been a lot of conversation about this. I said we would have the biggest budget in the league by quite a way and it would be a budget in which some teams in the championship would love that budget. That's a fact. That's what we'll have. Um, and I also said we should also have a transfer kitty that by, by League One standards is a good transfer kitty. And um, that's what we've got. Um, but there's not many teams in League One spending £6 million on a player. Think, or two. I think the record's like three. Yeah. So... Um, is it realistic for us to spend £6 million, or if you like, a third of our revenue, or, or, or 25% of our revenue between those figures? No, it's a th- yeah, about a third of our revenue or on, on one player that's not played at this level. Um, well, sorry, in, in the Peterborough case, he obviously has, but um, is that sensible business? I don't think so. Um, £6 million buys your whole squad yeah. in, um, in League One. So... It, you know, we can spend and spend and spend, and, and the club has obviously spent um, a lot of money. But you got to get value for money, and you you got to argue. You know, the offers we've put in, we think are value for money, um, and sometimes you have to pay a little bit more than you think, um, and sometimes occasionally you 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 get one that's cheaper. I say on all the players we bid for, we're you know we're, we're paying. Almost top dollar, I think, for for the bids we've put in. Charlie Wake at Bradford. 
Uh, I heard Bolton are interested in him as well. What's what's happening there? Well, <clears throat> yeah, apparently Bolton are interested in him. Um, you, you know, what other clubs are interested in him? Uh, I don't really know. Again, I see the rumours that Bolton are in for him. I see the rumours that, that, that Peter have bid for him and, and now they've called their interest. We've spoken to Bradford. Um, we've spoken to Bradford face-to-face and... Um, uh, I think they've they've placed a value valuation on the player, which I think I think's reasonable. So, do you think uh, Wake's a player that you think you're going to possibly bring in, but certainly speak to? Possibly. So, do you think for players like him and Isa, it is a case of the clubs waiting out for maybe a bit more? I think that's the. Um, no, I I, I I I don't quite know exactly what's going through Bradford and Cheltenham's mind on on the on the players. Um, I think they've they've got a valuation in their mind. We've got a valuation in our mind. As as with all those things, if you're saying to me, would would you judge that we would get to a stage whereby we would get to talk to the player because we our bids are accepted? I, I think so. Yes. What about Billy Sharp? The player that's linked. Um, the 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 feedback I've I've had on on Billy, who, who obviously would be a, a player that we'd be interested be in, is that sign. yeah, is that he's very very happy at Sheffield United. And club, yeah, and um, Sheffield United want to keep him. Well, if there's a player at a club like Sheffield United that is in the league above that wants to stay and play in front of twenty five thousand fans and is happy there, um, it, whether we want him or not, it's immaterial. If he doesn't want us, we can't get him. Yeah. So do you think that one's probably not gonna? Well, never say never. Um, y- y- you know, but um, you know, the, the the vibe is he's happy where he is. Um, but. We haven't talked directly to Billy. Oh, obviously, we haven't because yeah. um, you, you know um, uh, we we can't do that. But the vibe is from all the people that you know you, you hear in the game uh, about Billy Sharp, and and you know we we spoke to Sheffield United, and and they've said he's happy here and he's staying here. Well, if the club say he's happy and he's staying, there's nothing, you can do. There's nothing we can do. So I think that's unlikely. George Evans, that that one seems to have been dragging on for a wee while now. Expectation. I think it was like reported bid was accepted. <sighs> Last yeah. week, maybe, and then it's officially been accepted. Or we're close to signing him. Uh, we're just, uh, I believe, talking about personal terms. I think Reading have given us permission following accepting the bid, and um, uh, you know, we'll have to see if we can agree with the player the, the, the terms. Okay. Don't think we're a million miles away. I think it would be a good signing. I had a look. He's a uh, mm. was big part of that team. The yeah, they got the playoff final, and he's been in League One a couple three times, I think, before. Yeah, and he's always had a good goal scoring record there. So I think it would be a good sign. Well, I think all all the players were were looking at. Um, we, we, we need players down the spine of the team um, I think we need a more physical team um, you know I went last night it's, it's nice football uh, I, I have to say um, I know he, for some fans he's not gone down particularly well but I thought Chris Maguire played very well last night he, he set the goal up an absolute treat yeah. yeah and he did some other very nice things in the game and he keeps the ball well and I think if if um, you wait till he runs out of the stadium with like Chris Maguire, he'll absolutely buzz off that environment. And if he plays a misplaced pass, he won't shrink. He'll absolutely um, love it. And I think, um, you know, I saw in him um, a, a little bit there. Um, and I think, you know, it was nice football at, at times, but it's not a big team. It's not a physical team. It's not a massively experienced team. Um and we need that right down the middle of the spine. Um, and, and currently, my judgment call would be, um, we haven't got that. Um, so we've got to go and get it. And I think that's something that I think everybody in the club and the, and the fan base can see. 
And I, I can see fans starting to think, God, we need this. We can all see it. You know, are we going to get it? We're going to get it. Well, we're on it. Um, and, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, George Evans would be a good signing. I think the other lads you've talked about would be good signings. We need good signings now. Um, we need starters. We need strength. We need um, uh, some some real guile and uh, some some good quality players. And that's what we're after. And I think, yeah, he's one of those. But it's got to be right. Bothwick Jackson, he was linked. And then I think we signed uh, the lad from Wigan instead. Yeah, Is that how that went Reece- down? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, um, th- there's a there's a whole list of players. I've been with Jack this morning. I've been with Tony Coton and Richard get, get, getting an update. Um, uh, and as I say, they're 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 cooler and calmer than I am. <laughs> I'm looking through the list, and 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 you know, Jack saying, "Well, if we get these in, we can we can see where we are." And I'm going, right, you know, pick me the team. Who's starting? Who's not? Yeah. Where's where's your subs bench? Where's this? Where's that? And I'm going, we got to sign some players here, and everyone's just calmed down. You know, it'll happen. Um, so uh, I tend to get that like that at the start of any preseason. <laughs> to be fair, um, so I'm in panic stations, and 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 I'll be with the fans on that. You know, every day, you know, is there news? You know, as I've walked in here, um, you know, I'm checking. You know, is is the lag going out? We think this going out. Is the lag coming in? We think it's coming in. Um, but um, yeah, it's a game of poker to a degree. Uh, Liam Miller from I think it was Liverpool. Yes, uh, that one hasn't officially went through, is it? Um. I don't think it's officially gone through. Um, I didn't cover him off this morning. I was a bit more focused on yeah. on other areas. He's a development signer, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's someone that was was on our list, and we were expecting him to sign. So okay, and also another one I'm going to throw out. We did talk about him last time, but Jack Baldwin yeah. is any development on him? I know you said that the price was a bit too high, but if that's because that'd be the sort of player you talk about getting the spine sorted, Captain yeah. Peter Bray would be a good sort of signing. Yeah, he's on. He's on the list. Um, there's 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 a few other defenders on the list. There's about ten defenders on the list, um, uh, and Jack will will have them in order, and we're and we're working through them. He, he's a name on the list, but um, you know, without going into too much detail, um, I think we need. I think the viewers we need two centre halves. Yeah. Um, at this stage, um, and and his name's been put forward as one of those. So what do you think in terms of, I'm not going to throw any more names at you yeah. now, but in terms of the numbers, are you looking at two centre-halves, two strikers, three strikers? Um, I'm looking at three, <laughs> three strikers, at least one midfielder and two centre-halves. Um, I think um, everyone else is two, one and two, and I'm three, one and two. Um, so I imagine it will be somewhere between that. Um, and I've said I'd like three in for Saturday, please, and three in for, for next week. Because you, you want to start getting them into the, to the team. Otherwise, yeah. you know, when when we play in Charlton, we might have decent players, but they won't have they won't have played together. And we want to try and hit the ground running. But I appreciate um for Jack it's a jigsaw. Um and for the club it's a jigsaw. It's players out, players in, sort of and managing that. Um, you know, and, and there's talk of, you know, we can't spend any fees till we get players out. Well we can, but we've got to be sensible. Um, and by the same token, if we sign, you know, eight eight players and and don't get rid of any, I mean, in effect, that that will put us above what, um, you know, if you like, the EFL would would say we should be spending, and that will create a different issue. But it's a balancing act, and it's a jigsaw. As we get the vibe, one comes out, we need to get them in, and what, and of course, what we can't do, and it's difficult, is when you're you're interested in players, you can't suddenly go and put eight offers out on the basis you hope that one might go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the six players we've signed, um, 
their wages um, in totality because um, we said we're not doing appearances, we're not doing um, just a flat uh, wage. sign of fee. We are giving you a flat wage because we're not paying you twice. If we sign you, we expect you to play. Yeah. So we're not going to pay you £3,000 a week and £2,000 an appearance. We'll pay you your wage. So their wage in their totality is 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 less than um, half of one of the outgoing players. Yeah. Um, and we signed six players for that. Now, we can argue about the quality of them, but two of them were in the Scottish team of the year um, that we got high hopes for. Mama you know. was a, a steal. Yeah. Like getting um, him in was big, good business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, but all of those players, that's Maguire, you know him, the goalie, Flanagan, mm-hmm. um, Reese and, and Alim, they're, they're, all, they're all less than one player and, and you know, ha- less than half of, of your biggest earner. So that's, you know, they've got to be the right quality. But I think, you know, of a squad of 20 players, will they be good enough to be in the squad? Yeah. Okay, let's switch over to outgoings and I'll throw a few names <laughs> at you. And Dong? Yeah. And Dong, yeah, he, he should be an outgoing. Is he? Is he close? <laughs> um, he, he, and Dong's been close since the moment I walked in the door, but it doesn't seem to quite get there. Um, Maybe he wants to stay. <laughs> yeah, no, well, well um, you know, and Dong and um, uh, Jilboji, they, they they obviously aren't aren't back at the club. Um, they don't want to be here. But they made that obviously clear by saying they're not coming back and not coming back. Um, <laughs> Uh, and that's fine, but that means they've got to find somewhere to go. Um, Undong, um, there's interest from four or five clubs, um, and they're all very close to the valuations. Um, Undong is very specific about, I think, what he wants, where he wants to play according to his agent, and how much he wants to earn. So that that's that that makes it a little so bit it was more difficult, Torino, wasn't it? He was meant to be going. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and yeah. that fell through. Why that one fall through? Well. Um, the honest answer is you don't you don't you don't really know. I mean, T- Torino put a bid in, um, we accept the bid, and then they say we're not interested in the player anymore. And uh, you know, uh, you then talk to the agent about why that is, and he has a different version to the club. And from that, you you make your own deductions. Um, you know, and, and and you sort of ask a question as to to how much that they're asking for, obviously to to go there. And you think, well, I'm not sure Torino are going to pay you that. So. Um, you know, it, it might have been that, but according to the agent, the, the the club just had a change of heart and didn't want the player. Um, but you know, if you walk in a room to do a negotiation and then you walk out and they wanted you when you walk in and don't when you walk out, um, something's happened. Something's happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, I think he's relatively close. Um, there's been um, an increase in the interest in in Oviedo. Um, so I, I think he might be that quite Bruges? close. That's all the um, well, they've expressed an interest, but um, I'm not sure they can afford him from our perspective. Um, so there's a couple of other clubs, a, a German club and a French club, that have shown an interest. Um, so you've got Oviedo and Ndong. Kone, um, uh, th- there's interest in, but not at our figure. Um, and and Jilabodji is is quite quiet. Um, there was there was interest from a team from him in Russia, but it's through an agent, and and you you, you just never know. Um, so, but but those players, um, in one way or another, Oviedo is not due to report back to training until next Monday, but um, Coney is not not training with the first team, and the other two aren't um, haven't returned. So 
I don't think we'll see them in a Sunderland shirt again. So it now becomes about a financial transaction. Um, and if those players leave, um, then that will obviously have a huge impact on the on on the the finances with freeing up of wages. But fundamentally, um, we can probably still do the business that we want with what we've done so far. So if they won't leave, um, or if they think they'll leave, but they think they're leaving on on their terms, as we said before, they'll 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 leave on our terms. Um, and you know we won't be unrealistic. Um, but we've paid a lot of money for those players. And we've still got an awful lot of money to pay for Gilabodji, Oviedo. Uh, we had money to pay for Kazri. Um, I think Cone is done, um, and I'm not sure about Ndong. But they're, they're, there's big, there's big money outstanding on them, um, and big money paid for them. So they can't just say they, as, as we've said before and gone through before, they can't just disappear. So could we get rid of them all tomorrow for nothing? Yes, but that won't happen. What happened with Kasri? That deal looked like it was going through and then it seemed to take oh, an age. So He what? was on holiday in Corsica, as I understand it. Um, so uh, there was lots of to and fro in last minute on loads of minor detail about the contract because it was a, it was reported six million deal rising to nine million. Um, and then it seems to get quite petty with 10 grand here, if you like, and 20,000 pounds there. Um, but in the end, we got there. Um, so it was a club. It was the clubs that were. Um, well, not, well, no, we, we we agreed um, that that took a, a. They sent Etienne through a couple of things in last minute, which is that their prerogative, and and we agreed those in the end, and then it went down to the player, um, and I think, you know, um, that that seemed to take a few days, and and we got to the stage where it was going through on the Friday and didn't get to the Monday, and then it was like, well, who's paying in for the weekend? And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> Is it? Are we gonna? We're going to argue over, you know, two days' wages here, and it, it nine million. and it was, um, and it got to that level, um, but but we we got there in the end. Okay, we'll move away. Well, we're still going to talk about transfers, but move away from specific mm-hmm. names. So John Place asks, one of the big talking points on the last podcast was the sheer amount of players that expressed a desire to leave via their agents. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about how that has progressed since they've all returned to training? Um. Well, obviously, the the the, the foreign lads, uh, in, in that sense, that that the foreign five as 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 they are, um, they they obviously are, aren't likely to return to training as as we've just covered. Um, the the other contingent, I think, Jack's been very very pleased with how they've all responded, every every single one of them. Um, I think there might be a desire still for a couple of them to to leave the club, but only a couple. <laughs> Um, but um, they're training hard. The atmosphere's much better. Um, they've all commented how much better the atmosphere is, um, how much more together they feel. Um, so it's been very positive. Um, and um, they're applying themselves in a very professional manner. I think you can still sense around the club, and I was talking to Jack about that on after the game against Hartlepool, because um, I think a couple of players got, got a little bit of, uh, of stick there. Yeah, I think um, did. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, Jack sort of said, you know, there were a couple of thousand Sunderland fans there, so you really got a feel of, 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 of what it was like. And um, 
you know, you can you can feel in that sense that a few of the lads, when they went behind, I think Jack Swarfer, they, they he could sense that they felt, oh no, here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, the crowd are sort of on the edge a little bit. We're not winning. Um, you know, and um, we got to build their confidence on that. Um, and you know, that they've come back with a with a really good attitude. But you get the feeling one or two of them are a little bit fragile. I, I would say, but um, miles better. And I think, um, you know, the fans can help with that. I mean, when you look at the club, there's an awful lot to do on ins and outs. We'd love four or six months to have, have done it and coming in the January and and, and, and organised ourselves and, and shape it up, but we haven't. So it is all hands to the pump. We had, we had a fragile squad um, of people that um, have had their confidence knocked um, and, and possibly been around people that don't want to be at the club. Some of those have, have left, so the atmosphere is naturally improved and they're going to work hard for us. Um, and they're taking on board everything, as Jack's saying, and if we strengthen it correctly, then in that atmosphere, I think Jack is very confident and we need the fans in that sense to get behind them and give them a chance, which I'm sure they will. Um, but what you hope is we don't have a slow start because we are a little bit... 11th hour with regards to putting everything together and where you want the team to be together for six weeks they might only be together for a couple of weeks and that might then mean they're finding their feet in August in the season um, you hope that doesn't impact in results but it might and in that period um, I'm confident we'll get it right over the season but we might start slow you hope we don't we don't want to we'll focus on not doing that but we need the fans to um, if you like get behind the lads because the current squad is quite young and impressionable, but Jack, I think, is very pleased, and I think um, I'm pleased that the players are saying different things to their agents. Good. Uh, have you met the players personally? Some of them. Um, uh, I'm here all week, so I'm expecting to to go and bounce in and uh, meet them all. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, that's quite important. I've got to get down to the academy. That's the the last set of people that that, if you like, I haven't really sort of um, got to because um, we've been busy on, on other things so I think there's there's a lot of people down there at the, if you like at the the academy alike that I need to see from the players to the academy team Jimmy Lawson asks why Tony Colton what are his strengths and what distances him from Villa's poor transfer business in recent years um, oh, I think Tony Colton is a massive asset to this football club um, he is unbelievably well connected um he's uh he knows he knows the markets he knows the values um he's got a good cv um again you know you look at aston villa um what i say is you're judging aston villa from the outside um if you knew what went on on the inside you might have a different opinion of how well tony Cohen has done and the the remit in which they had i mean at the end of the day uh, you you may take a view who hasn't done a very good job at the recruitment there. Sunderland did finish bottom and Aston Villa did get to the playoff final. Mm-hmm. So they, by definition, probably had a stronger team. Um, and I'm sure Tony Coton played his part in that. And I don't think um, uh, in that they might have been a little bit more hamstrung in bringing in players than, than you might think. Um, and I think Aston Villa didn't have a bad season. James Tweddle asks, have you been identifying players to improve height, strength and toughness? I suppose you've talked about improving the spine, but is that something that the club's... Well, the team's not big enough. Yeah. It's not strong enough. This is going to be League One football. 
Um, and you go to Grimsby last night, um, a t- team top of League One, we could have outplayed them football-wise, potentially without, I think we need strikers to put the ball in the back of the net. But when it comes to having a corner, if, they, if they're good at corners, they, they, they score half a dozen goals for the best one in the world. The team's not big enough. It's not strong enough. Um, and you need that sprinkle of, you know, um, uh, different things. You might want smaller, you know, nippier wingers or a, a little fox in midfield who's, who's not as big or whatever. But fundamentally, there's there's not enough physicality in the team. So that's got to change. I suppose players like Catamol who are physical, but they're still not very big. Um, yeah, I mean, they're all the, they're all the same potentially in that sense. I mean, when I was on talking to Marco Gabbiadini, he, he, he made a comment on the... You know, the midfield last year for Sunderland, when you've got, if you like, McGeady, McManaman, Catamol, Honeyman, I think there's a six-foot player in there. No. Now, you know, all right, Spain won the World Cup with small players, but that that's it's not the exception, one. not the norm. Um, and, and it certainly isn't League One. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to mix it. And people are going to want to beat us. And we're really going to have to mix it from that perspective. Sam asks, we're desperately short at centre-back. How much of a priority is strengthening in that position? Are we close to bringing anybody in? Uh, yes, it is a priority, and yes, we're close. You're close to two? One, uh, two. One and a half. One and a half. <laughs> um, Matty asks, you spoke on the last podcast about an issue with Joel Osorio that you wanted to get to the bottom of. What happened with Joel, and were you disappointed with him leaving the club? Uh, yeah, we're disappointed with him leaving the club and one or two others that that, that we couldn't stop in the obviously in the youngsters, which which we might come on to. Um, we're disappointed to lose him because he he he's got potential, but um, you know we, we, the 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 boy, the boy wanted to leave. According to his agent, he wanted to leave, and according to the vibe from the player, he he, he wanted to leave. I mean, obviously Jack spoke to him, um, and. He, you know, is it wrong to want to leave Sunderland at 19 years old if you think you can go and play um, in the Championship or the Premier League and you're in League One? Does does he owe it to the club to stay? I, I, I suppose not. Um, for us, I mean, I, I've walked out on that pitch this morning. Um, I was, you know, going to go and have a look and, and do some seats, but I think they're all in having a burger, so I, I've missed that and probably go back later. But I walked out on that pitch. I couldn't imagine wanting to go and play football anywhere else. And I'm sure as a Sunderland fan, um, you, you 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 can't think any different of that either. Um, it, it, as I've said before, at Sunderland Football Club, you, you should just want to play. He's played 29 games last year. Um, you would think he's got a good chance of playing first-team football, but the boy thinks he, he can play a higher standard. And obviously, some other clubs do as well because they, they've, they've bid on him. Um they met our valuation. You can discuss the valuation, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've got a lad who's played 20... He's played half a season, just over. Scored three goals. Um, doesn't want to be at the club. has got one year left on his contract. Um, you hang out for higher figures and you get no interest in that for for ages. Um, and And you drop it to what is a sensible figure. And then you get some, but you know, football is full of young lads that have been sold for one, two, three, four, five million pounds and haven't kicked on. Um, the teams, when we talked to them, the Premier League team saw him as a academy signing, um, not as a first team starter. So, you know, what, what, what? That, that, that's quite a big spend—two million pounds to put someone in your academy and then develop them. 
and the championship teams saw him as a project, but they don't have as much money. Yeah. Um, you know, are you going to get £5 million for Joel Azzurro? Well, we've got no interest in taking two if we can get five. We end up on two and a half, probably, um, if he plays a few games. And I, I, I think for a 19-year-old that's played half a season that doesn't want to be at your club, um, I, I, I don't think that's bad business. Is there a, a sell-on clause in there? Yes. A good one? Uh, I think it's 15%. So that's quite good. I mean, if he does turn into be the 25, 30 million pound player that people think he might. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have, we'll have, yeah, yeah. But, I don't um, think probably be that good, like, but. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw him in the last game of the season. I thought he, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. He's a good um, player. Yeah. Um, but, it, but I think, to be honest, if you'd have watched him in Portugal, we, we'd have had a player that probably might not have played because he's, he wasn't quite, He's one of them. Though. I don't think he's great with the under-23s and training. I think he's just one of them. That yeah, but we, I mean, there. the first team in Portugal, you know, when you're, you're come on, Joel, you're going to play some games. You, you know, you need the body language to be right yeah. from everybody. So, um, you know, what, what what's he worth in 12 months' time if he's played five games in League One? Because he probably doesn't want to be here. Yeah, it's true. So, you know. But he's um, worth nothing because he'd be away on a free. Uh, yeah, well, you get a tribunal yeah. on him, and, and and we talked on that, but that that wouldn't have been a, 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 a that figure, judging by um. He would have had, the, have had a really say. really good season to get two million pounds. Um, yeah, and and um, you know, if he, if he genuinely doesn't want to be at the club, or it's time for a, a new challenge for him, um, you know, um, we're we're best to let him go. And um, in that sense, you could argue we we tried to make the best of a bad job. But you know, good luck to the lad. He's he's. You know, he's burst on the scene. He wants to go and play the highest standard he possibly can. I don't think you can knock him for that. Um, and I think one of, one of the things you, you we've got to get used to, and we've all got to get used to it as football fans, at every single football club. Um, and and it because it's our football club, we don't generally look at it like that because we think everybody should want to play for our team. But in a cold light of day, why should... People earning a living, um, and we see it as a passion and a and a thing. But if 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 they see it as a living, and they want to be the best in their profession they can be, and they want to earn the maximum amount of money, um, I, they got to look after their families. All those sort of arguments. Um, you know, if you loved, if you if you didn't like working in Tesco's, and Sainsbury's came along, um, and offered you X amount more, and you didn't want to, you didn't like your job, you you leave. you'd leave, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and um, any other podcasts out there? Listening yeah. in. <laughs> but, but, because, but because it's football, um, yeah, it's different. It, it feels different, and we it? and we all think it's uh, you know it's our football club. How can you not want to play for it? You do, you know, you've come through our academy. You deserve to give us loyalty. Um, da, 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 da. And I agree with that because I'm a sentimental football fan. But modern football, with the agents in their ears uh, and stuff, it's different. Yeah, because the agents going to try and get paid off Joel Azoro, isn't he? If he can move him, he makes money on him. What do you think, should, this isn't actually a question on there, but yeah. what do you think should be done about agents? What would you do? If you were in charge of the governing bodies of football, what would you change? About? I mean, you've now dealt with agents at the uh, conference yeah. level, League One level now. What What would you change? Um, well, the, the argument about agents is that the players need them to give them the best deal. Um, and if they work that way, that's fine, but it doesn't work that way. We, we, you, you, the, the agents line the player up without telling them what the club is, and they get the, the the financial deal done for themselves by and large, and then 
and then roll the player in. Well, that's not in the best player's interest. Talking about Joel Azoro, Joel Azoro, um, I don't think knew two teams wanted him. And it was only when the deal broke down <laughs> that um, we said, well, you, you've missed two now, or have I? Um, so here's the third one. Um, you, you, you better get in control of what's going on here. Um, now, how can it be right that a player doesn't know that a club is interested in him? Because fundamentally, your agent should be working for you. So the systems doesn't work. It, it's broken. And, and, and the money that's... Sunderland or any other club are playing that's not staying in football it's coming out that's that's, that's coming out of football and, and being cut up by one, two, three, four, five agents however it works um, but they're powerful in the game um, and uh, you know that that's a tough it's always tough to break um, people who've got a lot of control um, but I would have thought you just you you you, you can just simply change the rules I mean I think anyone could be an agent for 500 pounds I mean I know I know what I'd do when I um when I when I stop being a football club owner yeah I mean it's one of the best ways to, to, to make money isn't it <laughs> yeah well yeah um but I mean you shouldn't just be able to be and I and I and what you're talking about is um if a player is I don't know let's say Bradford City are interested in a player they tell the player the club that he's at and then the FA send a representative with the player to do the deal, who's got experience of doing the deal, and they charge a set fee. Yeah. And and the player goes, these players don't even go to these negotiations. They don't even know what the agents are negotiating on. The agent comes back and tells them something. They don't They don't know. Um, it's, it's weird that they wouldn't want to get involved. Because didn't Roy Keane used to have a barrister, didn't he, to do all of his contract deals? Or um, Possibly, yeah. There, there, there's a few that have got legal people. Yeah, and, and when, and when the they wander in, your, your heart sinks and you, you know that three days of your life has gone. <laughs> um, but it, it's a pretty simple um, situation. There's a footballer. Um, he needs to find a football club. A club's interested in a player. They talk to each other. The player's inexperienced in negotiations, so you appoint someone to look after him and charge a set fee. Yeah. How complicated is that? Now, there'll be variations on that, but but in simple terms, it, it it's not like that. But when, but when you get clubs coming in and going, I can, you know, the agent will say to you, I can get a, your player off to a club in France, but I want X. Yeah. And then, but if, if you don't give me X, he's not going. You don't know who the club is. He's lined it up. Um, and um, you know, there, there, there's there's loads of talk about um, you, you know, th- these these clubs being held to ransom. We're all held to ransom. It's really tough, um, right. but it is what it is. So we just we just have to get on with it. It's interesting because you think a player like Paul Pogba would need an yeah. agent. I can understand Paul Pogba needs an agent because he needs you know Nike deals, all this sort of stuff. That makes sense. But you'd think a League One, League Two conference players, you would think they wouldn't need agents apart from negotiating a contract. What else is there for them to do? <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's just, it just seems uh, it just seems weird to me yeah. anyway moving on from there for Asoro you mentioned two other clubs as well we know Spurs yeah. was possibly one of them what happened with Spurs and who was the other club interested if you don't mind um, yeah they're, 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 uh, apparently there were a couple of, I mean we, we didn't get official offers because oh. the, because what, what happens is the way the way that it works is they say look we're going to we're going to offer you this on the player will you accept it yeah okay so you know we, we need to make sure the player's going to come first before we Put the offer in. There's no no point in us going through yeah. that. So we'll, we'll just have a chat with the agent. So we we had two of those, and then we kept in touch with the clubs. 
Um, and I, w- I won't say the clubs in question, but the clubs in in, in question, and, th- and this will, you know, tell you. And, and there's been a lot on Twitter about, and I think the Sun reported on the fact that Azori could have gone to a club, but his agent wanted a million pounds. Well, well, his agent wanted a million pounds once he realised his initial offer wasn't going to be accepted. Uh, and Joel Azori, to be fair, was was financially, you know, and that's why we could have kept him. He wasn't, you, you know, he wasn't earning the world at Sunderland. Yeah. But you've got a lad who's played half a season for Sunderland in the Championship and scored three goals. Who's 19 or how old he is? I think he's 19. I think he's um, just turned 19. Yeah. And um, his agent thinks he's worth £25,000 a week to a club like um, whoever it is. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and and they were clear with the start. We've got two players. We've seen them both sort of level. Don't be silly with your rec- requests. We know what he earns. They knew what he earned. And um, he, they ask for twenty times his wage, and, uh, and an agent's fee that's way way above a million pounds. It's never going to happen. No. Did did but to be fair to the player, did it? Did he know of the club's interest? Not till the deal was dead. I don't think he did. Um, and that's not right. Um, what I don't understand is why they don't ask their agent. Well, hang on a minute. I've just found out that so and so is interested. So you're doing a really bad job. You're fired. That's that's what I would. Well, do. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, um, that, that, that there'll be. I'm, I'm sure there'll be an argument. You know, um, uh, the agent said, no, no, no. We, we, uh, you know, I never said that. It wasn't those figures. It's not this. It's not that. It's not the other. Okay, so you know, the, the club were talking to a lion, are they? I mean, and, and and of course, it's all Chinese whispers. So you say. The reality of it is that's what we heard yeah. about the Joel Azoro deal um, and that's what's happened with Joel Azoro. We had interest from two clubs. Both the clubs said, we, 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 we can't pay those wages, we can't pay those agents' fees. Um, and, you know, um, we, we don't think he was aware of those clubs um, putting in uh, requests to, to buy him. Um, and then the exact same thing happened with Swansea. Uh, and we sat on that deal because we said, if you, to the agent, if you cock this up again, um, then he's staying because we can afford him. We can keep him. We want him to play. You, you, this keeps happening. We're not wasting any more time on this. If you're going to continually overvalue the player and try and sort of um, take too much money, so be sensible um, and get it done. And And we had to appoint someone practically really from our perspective to sort of um talk talk to the talk to the club and and, and get the thing through and, that, and that's a ridiculous situation to be in when fundamentally the, the boys wanted um you know and it is through no fault of his own and i think you know from from what i understand he's a very nice lad um he just want he just wants to play football doesn't he? he doesn't want to deal with all of this that's probably why he's got an agent but you you, you would think somewhere along the line um, there needs to get to a point where people are actually checking, as you say, as a, as a as a player. You, if it was me, even at a young age, I would want to be involved in all those conversations about myself. I'd let I'd let the the agent do the talking, but you'd line them up before you went in. Yeah, you? Um, just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Moving on, anyway, from agents. So uh, we talked a little bit about Charlie Wade before, but apparently Bolton are interested in him. Do you think we've got? More of a pulling power than a team like Bolton, who apparently were on strike last week, I think as well. So, um, well, based on that, yeah. Um, but you, you know, I mean, we can only concentrate on ourselves. We've got to sell Sunderland Football Club. Yeah. Um, now, 
to me, Sunderland Football Club, just like it did for me, sells itself. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I hope we've got enough, albeit we're in the league below, that if Bolton show a serious interest, that um, the, the player, if it gets to the stage of choosing between the two, chooses us. Um, Adam Pearson asks, has anything changed with regards to Lee Catamore in his situation? He said that he wasn't happy to stay but didn't want to leave any money on the table. So... Um, because he must be the if if the other five go, he'll probably be the highest earner. At a guess, I think he, he he's on more than most of those anyway. Yeah. Um. Uh, it, Lee Catamol. Um. You know, if you like, unlike the others, has turned up training. Um. Is doing his best. Um. As I said before, it's not Lee Catamol's contract's not his fault. He he he's been given an offer by the football club and he's accepted it. Yeah. Um, we have to honour that. Whether we think um, it, it's too much money for where it is now or, or whatever it is, we can have those feelings. But the reality of it is, um, you know, we've got to pay. Um, and Lee Catamol has got to try his best for the football club. And he is. And you can't ask more of him than that. Um, I know he's he's got some stick, um, you know. Um, but as I said at the time, Lee, Lee, Cat, Lee Catamol hasn't himself um, said those things. Um, he's come into training. I think it, he would like to play the highest standard of football that he can. Um, his contract is going to be a stumbling block for that because it, it, even by championship standards... He's on too much. He, he's on... Um, yeah, I mean, when we're trying to sign players out of the championship and, you know, I haven't found anyone we've we've tried to sign out the championship even inquired about that that's on anywhere near what 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 he is but that's the situation where it is um and we we've got to pay Lee what he's due and ask him to perform to his best ability and he's given everything um but it's a it, it is a t- I'm sure it's a tough situation potentially because um you know um he he he's been here, and you know he, he's obviously had a had a tough Saturday, and and you know we had the Jack Rodwell scenario, of course, where um, you know Jack didn't do that, but there, but there's a difference. Yes, Lee is in the same financial bracket, but his attitude's completely different. Yeah. So um, we need to find a resolution for it, um, but we need to be fair to him, and whilst we're trying to find a resolution. Um, you know, uh, you you can't ask you can't ask more of him. He, he's 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 been a really good pro. Uh, Lyle Taylor, um, he, he spoke to the media. I don't know if you've read his media comments nope. this morning. He said nope. about Sunderland. I met <laughs> the manager. I went up and saw the club. The club yeah. is amazing. The facilities are amazing. The manager is brilliant. But it wasn't the right time for me. It's that simple. Certain things happened. I'm not at liberty to go into the finer details, but certain things were done and said. And at the end of the day, that told me enough. So, what do you, what do you think of that? I've well, got a clue. Um, uh, we 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 met him. He came up. We gave him a very good offer. Um, and he said, um, the, the the next thing he said is is via Charlton is I'm signing for Charlton and and my family's here and I'm a London boy. I, I would imagine Charlton. Um, you know, for from a for a London, for a guy that lives in London, his family's in London, and 
that's where, if you like, his his world is. And they're a League One team, and they're they're a big club in League One. That 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 to me is 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 a good move for him. Yeah. Um. Uh. I can't I can't see any reason other than geography why he wouldn't sign for Sunderland. I I I think we we were financially appealing. Mm-hmm. We are a big club in in League One. We're, we're you know we're a big club. Um, the facilities are fantastic, and he likes the manager. So I, I don't, I don't know what anybody could have said that that would would lead him to think, well, actually, it's a massive club, um, they're going to pay me decent money, um, you know, I could be a hero up there. The facilities are fantastic. I can play in front of thirty thousand fans every week. Um, I like the manager. Who could have said anything to upset that? I, 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 I'm at loss on that. <laughs> you, you, you know, um, you'd have to ask him directly. Uh, Callum McManaman, uh, Harry Judge asks, has been probably our most impressive player so far in pre-season. Yeah. Do you think he'll stay? And I'll throw in McGeady as well in there. Do you think them two are going to stay next season? Uh... I mean, McManaman did a, an interview, I think, on scfc.com yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Talking about how good things were. So I suspect he must be... They both said they're really, really enjoying it. Yeah. They like the training. It's the best... You know, it's been obviously Bagidi's got got a little niggly injury at the moment. Um, what I would say is, we we don't we don't need to let them go. So if they leave, it would be driven by them, not by us. Yeah. Um, and so if they're saying they're happy, they'll be staying. Yeah. And they're not too high in us. I don't know what sort of. Uh, I mean, they will have had the, they're big the earners for League One. Yeah, but they yeah. will have had the cuts in from the relegation yeah. yeah, but they're still massive earners for League One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but um um not so huge. That um, it presents a problem. You, you know, they're 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 on they're on championship money. Yeah, and I suppose McGeady at that level, McGeady in particular is the one I'm excited to see at that level because he should tear everyone up. Yeah, I mean he was pretty good last year, apart from the fact he's defensively naive. Um, well, we we need to try and keep some. You know, the teams that have come down have have, have always done well going back up. Um, uh, you know they've all they've always been strong because they they've all retained a, a, an element of quality and McGeady and McManaman would 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 help us with that. So if they want to stay, um, they'll they'll have a hopefully um, a positive impact on us and they're and they're within our our budget limits without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, we can talk a little bit about younger players now. There's just a few questions about yeah. them. So wit let and sales that's a good Twitter handle asks when will the contract situations of our top young players such as Elliot Embleton for instance be addressed to stop other clubs sniffing around I think Molyneux just signed a contract this morning yeah Molyneux done um, th- there's there's half a dozen of them I think that, uh, that have extended their contracts um, uh, so I think they're, they're, they're all in hand all, all the youngsters um, there's one or two to revisit that we we'd put offers in front of them and they've they they declined them. So we, we, you know we might potentially re- revisit those. Jack's just giving his input on yeah. on all the youngsters. Um, I think we'll we'll be protected on all of the lads over 17. The frustrating thing that, that's 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 coming for me is is um, and I don't know if it's because we've been relegated or or, or, or whatever it is, but there's a lot of big teams sniffing round our young lads from from. 12 to 15. It was Greenwood wasn't it was the main one. Greenwood. Um there's there's two or three others. Um is, M- it, is Mum best in? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, cuz he scored yeah. midweek he looks a good player. Yeah, Mumba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, don't, not talking too much like, I don't, think don't, don't, don't talk about too much then. <laughs> make it too easy, will you? Um yeah, I mean we 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 want to keep all of those. Um but 
you know, I'm getting more into the academy. And again, you know, we, we, we've touched on agents and you, and you look at the academy. I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, the structures and are, and are they quite right? I mean, you know, the academy costs, um, you know, million, two million pounds to, to, to look after. Um, and you cap one and, and there's a big structure around that. Um, and we want to be cat one because we think it gives us the best chance of, of X, Y, and Z. But then actually, until the lads get to 17, you can't protect yourself with a contract. So when Liverpool, Man City, um, Arsenal, etc., like they've done with, with Greenwood and, and potentially, you know, other people have expressed an interest in, in, in others, you can't really protect yourself. You get minimal compensation, but or you get some compensation, but, you know, for the academy to run, you've got to get four lads compensated each year. And actually, then all that's happening is you've got all that time and effort going in and other clubs are benefiting. Um, and, and a few people have mentioned to me about a different model. But you think, well, you're cat one for a reason. But you, but what we got to do is fight to keep the lads till they're yeah. 17. And of course, when you talk about Mumba, you, you know, if, if he's in and around the first team, that, that should be good enough, really, because he's not going to be if, if Arsenal or Man United or, or Tottenham come stiff and he won't be anywhere near their first team. But he would with us. So... If he wants to play football and he's a lovely lad, a good attitude. So I think um, I'm pretty confident he he would be okay. But some of the others at 14, 15, if Liverpool, Tottenham, whoever come knocking, you can't put them around your first team. The age of 15, they can get signed by Liverpool and have to move all the way to Liverpool. Potentially. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Um... Oh, you know, and I'm sure there's rules around that X, yeah. Y, and Z. But I they think come in. One though, you can, can't you? I think yeah. if you're in the, that top yeah. category, you can't move yeah. players. You can so so they can come in. You 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 get an element of compensation, and you've lost them. Um, and to be fair, from the sounds of it, Sunderland has got some you know very good players from the age of if you like ten up to sixteen that may or may not make it. Now most of them don't make it, do they? Yeah. At, at, at top top level, but. Um, yeah, you know we've got them, and 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 if we think we've got good young players in there, it's a bit galling that you're spending two million pounds a year developing these players, and actually, till the age of seventeen, you can't actually get yeah. what you consider real compensation. And 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 I, I and I don't know what the answer is, but again, a bit like the agent scenario, you're sat there thinking, is there a different way around this? Uh, but that's one for a quiet, yeah, quiet reflection. Embleton scored for the under yes. 19 I think, yesterday. Yep. Scored a very good goal, got two assists yep. as well. So is he one that you're, you're hoping to get signed up and hoping yeah. to be a, probably a big part of the team next year? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think there's there's a, a whole load of youngsters that, and I think with quite a few of them, we might put a few of them out on loan as well because um, we want them playing men's football um, because, you know, there, there's, there's, there's going to be that physicality. Um, and depending on who we sign may limit certain players' appearances in the short term or it might be that we send them out for a couple of months to test them elsewhere to see, you know, whilst we've got a bit of experience, can they get some experience elsewhere? Yeah. So when they come in, they're not coming in for their first five games with us. They're, they're coming in having had some experience. Um, but I think um, I'm, I'm very encouraged by um, the young element of the of the football club um, albeit, you know, some of the the attitude that the first team have have have, have had over the last however long, with the lads sort of uh, in the nice possible way, probably thinking that you know Sunderland in, in League One is below them, that has fed through to the academy. We mm. we've had academy kids who have turned around and said, 
we're not coming back in training this this year. Um, we're we're going to whoever it is, and and um, and again, you know, when we, we talk about Kevin Kevin Ball, you know, we talked to the first team squad about this, and and they said, you, you know, there there's that there there is a bit of an attitude that's that's crept in there, and you know, if you like under the Kevin Ball scenario. That, that that didn't happen. We 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 we've got to connect these youngsters, and we talk about Azoros and 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 the lad that's gone to Arsenal, etc. Um, we've got to get them connected to this football club, connected to the manager, connected to the fans, actually part of it, rather than just perceive it as somewhere that you know they just go and play football. So that actually, when other opportunities come along, or or, or when they develop. Um, they actually feel part of something. And I think, you know, people have talked about, you, you know, there's something not quite right at Sunderland, a few of the fans are, 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 have said to me. And I think that's, that that's, you can see that when when you look at the, the whole attitude of, of, of some of the youngsters and, and, and what they're saying. And, 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 and you, you know, when they're going out moaning about the pitches or, the, or they're doing this, you think, you're at Sunderland Football Club. They're 13, 14, 15 years old. You know, let, let, let's be proud of that, shall we? Let's try and get in the first team of this football club. Let's not say we're too good to come back training Sunderland Football Club. Who the hell do they think they are? And um, we we can't have that. But by the same token, what's the football club doing to make um, those standards correct? Are they going out? You know, I mean, you can't, you can't make them clean boots anymore and things like that. But they're, 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 they're there needs to be an element of, of of pride and standards in this, and a feeling of togetherness. And and Jack's good at that. And and the lads he's got in when you go down the academy, they're they're good at buying the whole place in together. And um, uh, that that that's a big cultural thing we've got to change. So if teams are stealing our sixteen-year-olds, are we going to yep. steal other teams' sixteen-year-olds? Is that something you're going to possibly look at? <laughs> the academy manager has always said how much of. Uh, how much of these funds that I've generated for this football club are you giving me back to invest in youngsters? Yeah, so that's that could, that a, could be that's a conversation for this afternoon. Yeah. Um, he'll want more than I'll give him, and um, uh, I'll, I'll. But um, yeah, I, I think we should have a look at, um, you know, d- doing what's being done to us. Um, but I think they've got to come into the right culture, and there are lots of good lads there, and and um, you, you know, I'm talking about the worst element, but I I, I just think that. There's got to be uh, a, 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 we we as a, a set of coaches and owners and, and and whatever we are we have got to demand much better standards from people and bring them down a peg or two and not think that I mean everyone knows you know everyone talks about modern footballers being spoiled well um, you are spoiled if you go and learn learn your trade from the age of nine or ten years old in that mm-hmm. academy of light what a place it is. Um, but rather than think um, you've arrived and you're it, and why didn't you think this is my opportunity and I'm yeah. going to graft? Okay, we're going to move on to some quick fire questions. I know we've already yep. taken you for an hour, so we'll we'll get through. There is a lot of questions, but there should be okay. quick answers. No problem. <laughs> so <laughs> Nick Barnes, the BBC commentator, asks: Would yeah. there be any appetite for a return of the old club crest or a new badge? Um, I- I'm quite. Traditional. So I've had a few questions on that, and and I haven't had a look at it yet. But but I think um, uh, you, you know we we we'll we'll have a look at it. I don't quite understand. I mean, I, I don't quite understand in that sense why the club crest changes. I I, I thought we you moved just for the new stadium. 
Right, okay. So I changed in, not 97. Right, I don't okay. Do it, but it's always been the badge that I've had, so I'm quite happy right. with it. But. Um, well, we'll probably put it to a vote then. If, 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 if <laughs> we there's have a, to change more seats because of the thing. crest is oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. That'll keep you a lot busy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Joe Hodges asks, what happens with the Netflix documentary? Have you seen it yet? And are you worried that it may paint the club in a bad light? Um, they Netflix wanted to do a second series, so... Um, uh, they obviously thought it was good TV. Um, so they've shown me the the first part of the first series and 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 the end of the of this the series. And um, I mean, it's not I, really you. I thought it was really emotional. Um, I I can get quite emotional when we're watching TV. My mind does tend to wander. <laughs> but I, I thought um, uh, the lady shown at me for Netflix, I think, um, was there with a box of tissues for me. I I, I, th- I th- the, the the worry is it distracts the team. Yeah, and you've got to get that balance right, and and that's the conversation we've got to have. But I, but I think um, I think it's it's fantastic for the football club potentially to be because it, it could it could make us a global brand, and if we can sell shirts abroad yeah. and, and and make Sunderland bigger, everybody wants Sunderland to be as big and successful as it can be. I suppose if you think about it, if Netflix do document the next few years, and the plan is, is obviously we do mm. rise eventually back to the Premier League, that's quite a a wonderful archive for fans to have to see everything yeah. that happened and yeah. you know it's things like this podcast you can put it all together yeah. and you can yeah I mean we're, we're, we're open so th- there's nothing I'm going to say that I, I, I doesn't, doesn't bother me if it's on the telly or yeah. not but it, but it's easy for me you know some of the, the staff probably find it a bit awkward there's probably some stuff said that you know I, I'm, I'm relatively open with it probably, probably too open um, but but it, it doesn't it doesn't phase me um, but I think it's it's quite it, what what I saw was very powerful, and it doesn't. When when they opened the, the first bit, it's it, it, it's it's not just the football; it's about it's the whole place. You know, this is about Sunderland itself, and um, uh, when it opened up, it um, and, and I'm probably more emotional because I've come into it. But it, I, I thought I thought it, it looked like it was going to be great TV, but I haven't seen the the five episodes in between with the, with the football, which yeah. may give it a different slant. So is the, do you know when the release is? Do you like I think it's October. I is think. It, I was initially told who, July. Yeah, I think it's October. Time. Yeah. And does that pay well as well, the Netflix documentary? I don't know. I've, no, I don't it, think so. No, 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 no. <laughs> so no. It's, it's, it's more a, it's more a look Market. what we can do for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, to be fair. Everyone's got Netflix. Yeah. Um, and and, I, and I, it will be um, quite compelling watching, I would think. Okay, move on. So Colin Doherty asks, are the clubs still exploring shirt, shirt, short-term loan options? Um, what can you tell us about it? So that, I think last time you were on, that was something that the Times had reported. Not not short-term. Oh, oh, fine. Oh, I thought you meant player, sorry. Uh, oh, what, no. loans? Uh, no. Um, no, there, there is a... As, as we know, there, there, there's a cash flow hole, but um, that, that's, that, 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 that's covered. Um, so we don't need any external finance, but, um, there are a few things that have come out, um, that have been a bit of a surprise. Um, and so we, we might keep that as a backup if they turn out to materialize in a negative manner, um, uh, because they're quite substantial. So is that, is that one of the reasons why I bought uh, Juan Satori on? Is he not going to help with that sort of thing? I mean, what's his sort of involvement with the club now? Um... Well, 
mean, oh, has he been here since? He's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, he was over at the training camp in Portugal. I know he's 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 super excited, but um, I, I haven't I haven't asked him, um, and I don't want to ask him. Um, it's it's a pride thing. I don't I don't want to, um, uh, if you like. Um, hock the football club up with a load of loans and debts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's anything in particular in, in in real terms to worry about. It's more of a pride thing. I think the stadium's valued at ninety million. There was one hundred and fifty-two million pounds worth of debt. Um, if, if I if I borrowed ten or twenty million pounds on the stadium, um, on a, on a on a short-term basis, I don't think that would be anything to worry about. But um, it was a, it was not for this cash flow hole that we had. Um, I was always willing to cover that. This is for things that, if you like, fall out the back of the deal with Ellis, where... The Alvarez um, thing you were talking about. Uh, yeah, that and four or five other things of, of a, if you like, a similar value. Um, and you budget for contingencies on some of those, but um, uh, the financial picture may end up looking a little bit worse than what we'd hoped. I mean, again, you've got to remember, we did the financial due diligence in a couple of weeks. Ellis was very keen to offload... Um, and you know, uh, we knew there was a cash flow short hole of X. Um, we went through as much of the detail as we could, and that we were given. Um, uh, but there's always in a in a deal of this size going to be some things that come out. You budget for some things to come out, but there might be a few heftier ones. And as long as we can deal with those properly, um, there'll be no need for any external finance at all. If um, those things don't go our way, um, then that might have um, a minor impact. So to, what, what sort of things are you talking about? I mean, you're saying the things are going away. Is it like court cases, that sort of thing? or the... uh, Well, there are... There are um, oh, Sunderland did like a court case, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the Alvarez, um, if you like, the the Alvarez claim, I mean, um, we, we were... And, and again, you can come down to level of due diligence, but fundamentally we checked with everybody and, and that was a cast iron. We're not going to lose that. Um, and we've lost that. Um, there were there were two other cases that, if you like, have, have, have materialised that you know might be one thing or another. There's always a, a, a cash flowing issue with a football club where you know you talk to Ellis and say, well, you know, in in this scenario, really that should be there and th- this should be there, and you know that relies on him um, being sensible. So we we got to rely on you know post deal a sensible ar- ar- arrangement with Ellis. Um, uh, you know, but um, that that's what it's for. It's not for the deal's 40 million, there's a cash flow hole of 20 million, is that covered? That was always going to be okay. Um, and again, we put a contingency in that. But I, I would say at the moment, there's probably potentially 10 to 15 million pounds worth of of additional bad news. Unexpected things. Um yeah, or, or things that were there, but I, I would argue Stuart Donald and Sunderland Football Club shouldn't pay. Um, so um, that, those, those, if you like, have materialised a little bit and the view was that, that if we need the finance, that's what it's for. But I would argue we shouldn't need it. But it's there in the background. I could ask one for it. Um, I could write a cheque for it. Um, but when when I when I did the deal... I said, this is the deal, Juan. We can do this, 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 and this, and this is how it will be. And there's an element of pride there that says, yeah. you know, if it's a short-term thing anyway, um, I don't really want to ask the question. We'll ask Juan the question at the relevant time. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, I'm, I'm sure if I picked up the phone to Juan and said, um, w- w- <laughs> send us 50 mil. Yeah, send it, or, or <laughs> buy, buy, buy Jack Marriott, this boy will be a real yeah. investment and, and, he, uh, and he's six and a half million. Um, uh, would he do it? Yeah, he, he, he may well do. But is that the right thing to do? If we if we carry on that at the start, I mean, you, you know, we, we could, the situation we had potentially. Yeah, so um, so I, I so I think I was talking to the the, the safety guys around the stadium today because I've been looking at the the the, the, the police bills and everything, and they oh. said actually <laughs> he was a he's a Newcastle fan and he said you know when when Newcastle got relegated actually they restructured it. Our Michael uh, Mike Ashley got the thing in the black. Um, and to a degree, I think that's what Sunderland should be doing now. That's my vision. Get it right, get it in the black, um, or get it as close to it as is, is practical, and then that's the base on which we move forward, and then that's where we have the conversations with Juan, um, or we generate funds or, or, or whatever it is we do, and we say, right, now we've got it right, how do we kick it on? So I very much see this as a hopefully a, a, a 12-month steadying of the ship where hopefully the end will be promotion um, and that that will be the icing on the cake and then we'll review ourselves as we move forward and hopefully that means we've had a very good financial year and actually we go into the championship in strong condition but it may well be that we've had to spend a little bit more here or, or, or there but I don't think that loan is is anything that's anything to worry about and if you ask me is it likely I, I'd say it's 5-10% likely So when do you think you're going to start actually seeing something back on this investment? So obviously I know you know you love football and you want to get involved but at some stage you can't just throw money at things and lose money so at some point you need to make money so when do you uh, envisage that happening? I don't envisage making money on on Sunderland in, So do in, you in, don't think that is this not a, a venture I mean I know you love football but surely at some point you'd want to make money um, well, if, if, if don't get me wrong, if somebody came along now and and, and said I'll give you two hundred million pounds for Sunderland, <laughs> um, uh, then uh, I, I would have to consider that, wouldn't I? That that would be that would be a huge um, yeah. financial upturn. Um, but um, I don't need to sell Sunderland. No, I'm not saying. I um, mean, just I'd, at some point, if you're a businessman, you surely is it a business or are you looking at it as well, a not. Not really. Um, I've got my businesses, yeah. so they they make me the money I live on. Um, I don't need to make money from Sunderland. Um, uh, you know, wh- when it when and if I sell it, um, there may be a conversation about I've paid X. Yeah, somebody's going to pay me Y. I'd hope at that stage that I haven't paid forty million pounds for something that's then worth a million. Yeah. That 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 would, as much as anything, that would feel like a huge failure. Um, you know, would I like to get back the money that I put into it? Yes, because I'd like to... Um, that means you've done a good job. Yeah, I mean, it's twofold. One, I, I, I'd like to have it um, on an even keel and go, look, I've done it. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge thing for me. And two, yeah, I, I don't want to spend money that I don't need to. Um, I mean, you know, you it, want a Premier League team, don't you? Which yeah. therefore means that you will have done a good yeah. job. So. I mean, it, it, you know, the, the financial selling of players is always going to have been a gamble. Yeah we will probably generate more funds in selling those players than I thought. Um, If I'm five million up, I'm not going to go, well, I'll take two million pounds out. If I take two million pounds out now, I'll only have to put it back in when I to buy someone else. Um, So, um, no, I mean, you know, I don't want Juan to spend any money. Um, But at some point, 
if we're successful, and that there will come a there will come a crossroads at the football club, um, and we'll have to make a decision as to whether or not the way we're running it is actually going to continue progress. So if we can get the progress at the start, um, and we can, um, and progress for this football club was a football club that was, if you take the Premier League parachute pems out, it's losing 30, 40 million pounds. If we can get that down to break even or 5 million loss or, or whatever that figure is, that's progress. If we can also then deliver a team of footballers that want to play for this football club, that love the football club, that give everything for the football club, and we've already got some of those, to be fair, but if we can add to that and we can be successful, then on the field, we're improving as well. Um, and... We want those two models to run in tandem, but there may come a point whereby, you know, um, we we think we've taken the progress on the pitch as far as we can under the financial constraints we have. At that point, um, that's 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 why I've got Juan. That, that's that's where I think Juan can really help. He'll add value all the way through that process. Yeah. But at the point that if we get to that stage, then great. But I'd love to own Sunderland for twenty years and 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 live off trading football players really well and and getting people to overpay for our players and underpaying for <laughs> for, for players coming in that's and find and finding gems. You know, um, we, we've already within the academy that you won't see. Um, Jack Ross has probably hopefully slid some players in there that. Um, I'm going to cost transfer fees, but could strengthen the under 23s, and that they might become players. If we can do that, then then we could survive that way. I, I'm not sure. You know, when you look at all the big teams, and they're all you know, you look at how much Liverpool are supposed to be spending on these two players. I mean, I, I was driving, I fell off my seat. I think how, <laughs> how 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 can you how can you survive doing that? I, I I can't do that. I can't take a gamble on getting in the Premier League and then giving some of the contracts out that this football club's given yeah. out. Because if we were relegated in two years' time, um, I, I can't put in £50 million a year when, when when we were struggling. So I've always got to run it um, within certain financial constraints. Now, I judge at the moment, that's good for Sunderland. Um, and I can give that to the fans and, 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 and get them involved and, and do all those things. And we can have a good couple of years and a bit of success. Um but what I also need to be aware of is I can't outstay my welcome. I can already see, you know, people are already saying to me, spend some money, spend some oh, money, no, spend some that. money. Um, and that's fine. And, and within a certain constraints, no problem. But what I can't do here is I can't outstay my welcome. I can't, I can't, I've got to progress the football club as far as I think I can. And I think I can do that. When I think I've got it as far as I can, if it gets to that stage, I've got to be honest and say, I, I, I've, I've done as much as I can do yeah. for you and now we try and find the right person moving forward and I hope it doesn't get to that stage because I hope I run it well enough that everyone's happy with me and, and, and that can continue but I'm, I'm you know I'm perfectly um, sensible enough to realise that you know um, if there's no investment in the team, if the team's not successful, if it's not working, you know I'm not going to be very popular here. Yeah, um, that's the same with everyone though. Yeah, um, but I, uh, but I have an idea, and I have that vision, and I don't want that. That vision does not involve at this stage one story chucking twenty five million pounds into a league league one football club. At the end of the day, yes, it, it might get us, but we should be able to be successful anyway. Um, we we are. A huge, we got a huge cost base, but we're a huge club in League One. We should be able to get out of this on a sensible financial model. Um, 
and you never know quite where when you look where Ellis was and there's a you know he didn't spend much money at the end he didn't really I don't think want to spend any more money on it well if you get someone like that and then the fans turn on them quite rightly and then they get upset that the fans have turned on them they, they, God knows what they could do with a football club oh, I want my 152 million pound yeah. back the, the football club's had it isn't it uh, and we don't want to sell it to someone like that either so um, uh, you know I, I, I'll, I'll use Juan when well not use Juan that's the wrong phrase obviously <laughs> sorry Juan um, but we will use Juan's skill sets through the, the, the development of this football club yeah. and then when and if the time comes we'll use his, his skill set again on, on that basis so when we're chasing the Premier League in six years, he can go out and buy the Messi equivalent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it does make sense. I mean, you look at Ronaldo, sold for hundred million. You think, gee, where's he's thirty odd years old? They've paid a hundred million pounds for him. Uh, uh, you know, you you got you got to be super super rich, haven't you? Yeah. Um, to but be at that level. but the thing with it is as well, you've got to be super super rich, but you've also got to be good. You've got to be morally good for the club that you own mm-hmm. and you've got to spend the money right. And so you need three things from that owner and that would be the biggest challenge for us if we decide that somehow we can get Sunderland into that category yeah. and we can find someone. We, If you find one of those attributes, we could be in trouble. Okay, we're going to do some quick fire yeah. questions. I realise we've taken up a lot of time. Yeah. So... That's why I'm rambling. <laughs> ben Table asks, do you have any update on the live streaming service that was announced by the club a couple of months ago? No, I don't. No, uh, uh, no. Um, uh, t- Tony Davison's dealing with that, and I'm not sure where he is on that. Right. So we expect that will be an announcement before the season starts. Obviously, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tom Walsh asks, "Will there be requests for increased away allocations? Should the demand require it? Case in point, there's an 850 allocation for Gillingham, despite the away end holding 1500. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to go for the biggest ones. Yes. Every game. Yes. Makes sense. Yes. Hundred percent. Uh Johnny Langley asks, have we got a goalkeeper coach yet? Yes. Who is it? Um, uh, oh, his name's escaped me. You've put me on the spot. That's not going to sound <laughs> good. Um, he's a really good guy. Um, good guy. Jack, good guy. Jack, Jack's guy. I'll get, I'll get his name. He, he's, he's good. Uh, George Hayden asks, are there any more plans to add to our coaching staff? Um... I presume it means main coach and stuff. Not there. no. Um, we've got the goalkeeping coaching whose name escapes me. Uh, we've got um, John Potter in. Um, no, uh, Jack's happy with what he's got. And Kevin Ball, what's happening with him? Um, I've got to see him again today. I, I, I saw him last time I was up. Um, we're going to ask him to to take a real active role in getting the standards in the academy um, spot on. Um, having a look at a, a few of the teams and the and the coaching and and helping with, um, if like getting the the players we feel need loan time and 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 development to get into our first team. So he's gonna he's gonna get a little bit more heavily involved back in the academy. Um, I like Kevin. I like his standards. Um, he's um, he's a good influence. And he'll scare all them. Yeah, um, yeah, in a yeah, good way. yeah, uh, absolutely. He's he sets high standards, yeah. uh, and um, we need higher standards. And and he has definitely been underutilized. He good good guy is. So we're gonna we're gonna really sort of um, we're gonna work him hard. What's, what's gonna be the actual structure of the academy then? in terms of management level? Is well, there's Paul, there's Paul, um, Paul Reed, Paul Reed, um, and 
So what's his role technically? Well, he's well, he's, he's, a, he's academy manager. Yeah. So so um, so he oversees the structure, the the, the 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 if you like the the recruitment process, um, the negotiation on players. That he, he oversees the lot, um, and then you've obviously got the relevant coaches. Um, and and in the the Cat One model, there's there's lots and lots of roles. So, you know, you have the the coach of coaches, the the you know um, everything. Um, so you know, there's people in those roles, um, under 23s managers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Kevin um, needs to basically, I suppose, sit with Paul Reed, um, and um, basically be Paul Reed's right hand man, helping. I mean, Paul's got high standards, yeah, um, but it's a big job. So you know, um, the two of them are going to have to sort of dovetail um, and use all their experience to get those standards um, up. So he'll. Um, it'll be like his right hand man, really. And the seat changes are well underway. Are pretty much finished, aren't they now? Uh, well, we've got um, seats being delivered all the time. I think they come in five thousand seat batches. So um, the first, the first ten thousand, I think, are done. But get get ready. There's there'll be some more. So what do you make of it all? And what's the response? I heard that there was nearly three thousand people. Oh, it's fantastic! And I went, I went into the ground today, and I'm going to go this afternoon. I mean, I've got loads to do, but I just want to have half an hour in the ground. The sun's out. The pitch yeah. looks lovely. Um, and the and the fans are working. Um, and the stadium's busy. So um, you know, if you buy a football club, you wanna you wanna go and spend some time in it. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and do that. And I'd look, they've done they've done the far side. And and I know there's an argument we can have red and white stripes or this I don't that, like it. that and the and other. Honest, but I'd, when I initially heard what you were gonna do, I was like, I, I, don't, I don't. No, I didn't like it. But I, I think it looks quite good. I've seen um, pictures. I, 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 I like it. Um, I think it's one of those things. Everyone will have their own individual preference. Yeah. Some people just like all red. Some people like the stripes. The stripes, for some reason, couldn't quite work. I don't know if it's the the seat layout. Stage. It's it's it's, yeah. ju- it's just not quite right. So they, it mocked up and it, it it looked really good on the sides, and then in the, it just didn't look right. So um, the, the the corners then looked good because I think when they when everyone has seen it red and white, they wanted some white. Mm-hmm. So that was the the compromise. Um, but I think there must be another twenty thousand seats to come yet. So I think the idea is this was sort of the big one to to get some done. But every I know every month for about the next four months there'll be more opportunity to get in and, and are you, are you do some more. Any yet? Uh, no, <gasps> tomorrow. Um, oh. uh, they they want to do a. Uh, I think the media are coming tomorrow and they want me to put the last seat in. But they, they'll be in for a little bit of a shock because I think those seats should be put in in sort of season ticket order. So I think there's about 30 people coming tomorrow. So I'll do the 30th last one. And then basically, in my opinion, the person who's had the season ticket the shortest amount of time should do the next one all the way up to the last person. So I think the last person that should fit it should be the one that's been the fan the longest. So uh, um, that's the person that should be in the see what in, in the paper. But um, I think that's... I, I think tomorrow I should be doing some... And I'm going to probably try and do a couple this afternoon. Have any of the players sort of chipped in or anything? Not yet. No, because I think I think that would be good. Because I remember when you initially sort of came up with the idea, the plan was was to have. Yeah, I, I just wanted a big day where everybody mucked in and did it, but it couldn't quite work for health and with safety rules and everything else. Yeah, but um, they don't know yet. But I've got, I've got the player sideline for a bit of bit of painting with the fans and the oh, stay. Nice. I think we should. I I'll go I'll go around the, the I, ground. I it's a bit tired. That's a good look. I I, I think um yeah I, I think the players management me the directors everybody. Should um should should spruce up the inside of the stadium. Um, I think we can. I'm sure we can find a weekend where we all um we all pick up a paintbrush and a whatever and and um freshen the thing up. 
and I think I'll, we should I'll, all, do, all do that together. I'll probably avoid. I'm not a very good painter. Yeah. Well, that's that's all right. You just do the do the first coat. Yeah. Uh, Jude asks, will we have a third kit this season? Yes, I think the third kit was the away kit this year. So, but so last season's last season's second strip away shirt. And then they'll have to put the new. Is now the third. On. Yeah, I believe so. Right. Okay. That's interesting. I'm trying to remember what even where away kit was last year. Light blue. Light blue. Light blue. I can't even remember. Light blue. Yeah. Um, John Jones asks, "What can you tell us about the business rates that have been paid out?" Was oh. a, Charlie Methvin was doing. Something <laughs> on. Charlie's not happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's doing his dinging. Yeah, Charlie's never happy. Um, no, he's he's good as gold. But no, and he, but he's right. I mean, um, so what was it? It was a, we're paying two million or something. Two, it's well, it's gone up a quarter of a million, I think. Yeah, so it's two million twenty six thousand, I think. Now, um. The, the club had obviously picked up on it that it was a lot. Um, by then, the club realised quite how much it is. I think the average League One rates is about eighty thousand, yeah, hundred thousand. So I said, "Well, I said okay, but the, the ground is bigger." But I'm presuming pro rata. Actually, the more seats you put in, because you get less, it it it, it should be less. Um, as in, it, it you know it shouldn't go up at the same rate. So I thought, well, you know, I'm sure the club have done it. Let, let's see what Leeds pay and Nottingham Forest and Bristol City. It was and um, Villa, wasn't it? Who were higher or the same sort of level? No, no, nowhere near. Don't oh, they're anywhere near. No, no, no one's nowhere near what we're paying. Nowhere near. So who um, is what? What level teams? Well, I, I haven't done the Premier League yet, but I'm presuming it's the Premier League because I presume it's done on turnover. But of course, that the club are falling out of the the, the Premier League, that the, the rates have gone up. Um, so I, I, that 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 is, and and joking aside, that is a big problem because the reality of it is, even in when we get back into the Championship, I th- I think. Because um, I only had a ten-minute Charlie rant at me about how much everyone else was playing, um, but I think he was saying, you know, Bristol City were like one hundred and forty thousand in a twenty or thousand-seat stadium. Nottingham Forest were like four hundred thousand or something like that. Well, we're we're over two million. Well, we're not on a level playing field. I mean, I, I would have thought it shouldn't even be half. Well, it shouldn't be half what it is. I mean, it should probably only be a, a third um, at, at tops. Um, so. It, it seriously needs looking at because you know we've had a look at the operational expenses and um, and and again when we're we're looking at the the detail there um, we were given slightly different figures but we were also given the right figures so that wasn't um, but but we we when we were given the right we couldn't believe them so um, uh, you, you know we checked into them and we had that as a, as an area that really we need to address I mean. If the competitors in our league are paying about a hundred thousand pounds for argument's sake, and in the league above, I don't know what the average is. I would guess four hundred, five hundred thousand. Sunderland can't pay two million. How does, how does it work then? So what? 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 Well, I think. Just I think. What I think are when, business rates. Well, I think the business rates were done. The, the clubs evaluated, or the businesses evaluated, and when it was evaluated, I think the evaluation was was when the club was in the Premier League mm-hmm. in the January, the last January that, that it was in, something like that. So obviously they look at the turnover. It's it's a hundred million or or whatever it will be. Um. So they they determine that with a turnover like that, the rate should be X. So, you know, if you if you said to me, well, I, well. Sunderland's turnover is 100 million the rates will be 2 million I say yeah that's fine lovely thank you very much the turnover has gone down 84% it's going to be 16 or 18 million so let's let, call it 20 so it's a fifth so a fifth of the 2 million is about 400,000 well that's about what you think um, it should be other clubs are paying who've got <coughs> I don't know anything from 20 to 40,000 seat a stadium 
wish we got a slightly bigger stadium. So, you know, my view of it would be just four or five hundred thousand. It's not fuller. No. Um, you're not talking about 50,000 people going. We're still talking about crowds the same yeah, as Leeds, yeah. Forest. But that. I think it's, it's the potential and the facilities yeah. that then sit within. But it, but it, but it's the turnover. Um, but, you know, these, these championship clubs are going to have a turnover as big as I was paying four or five hundred thousand pounds a year. So, in, really, we should be, I would have thought we should be paying four or five hundred thousand pounds a year. Um, so I think ho- hopefully it's just a timing thing whereby the last time we were assessed, we were a Premier League club in the January. But I, I, I think, you know, um, the club should get, and of course I'm going to say this, but I think the club should get a rebate of, yeah. of seven figures, probably for the time it was in the championship, because paying one and three quarter million is is too much. It should have been paying three quarters of a million probably in that league uh, at tops. Um, but I would argue it should be four or five hundred thousand. So, um that 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 will that will make a huge difference, and actually, with that, the club would have a chance of of being self sustaining, um, because that 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 extra one and a half million make all the difference. We, we, well, we, That's we, more we, ice, we, we <laughs> yeah, but we cannot get the running costs of the club down, because um, the fixed that, that that is a fixed cost that yeah. is way too high. Uh, any updates on the naming of stands and perhaps the stadium? No, nope. no, no. Um, I don't think we've got any further forward on the stadium. We are talking about stands, but nothing, nothing close. Uh, Chris asks, do you have any update on the Exiles membership scheme that was moved? So I presume that must be the yeah. I think I think we're pretty close to a release on that. Tony Davison has got that on a. He's got a about twelve point list for me this afternoon. So how how many season tickets were sold now? Twenty one seven. So roughly 22. So there's not actually going to be many seats available on a match day. It'll be about mm. eight, 9,000. Well, I don't know. We'll have to open the top tier if we can get busy, won't we? That'd say. be the dream. Because um, last year, I think the average was about 27 and we were really bad last year. So I would suspect that it must hold up something similar this year. Yeah. Um, I think I think we we need these signings we talked about at the start yeah, of the show. That'll, that'll just, just Just to give us a bit of momentum. Um, but yeah, I think the season tickets are up now to what they were last year, which we're is ahead, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if we can just, we've just we've the the the, the people that are waiting to see the, the 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 people that you know I suppose come on my Twitter and go, you know he's a con man. He's a he's what they, they need they need they need yeah. to they need to see. Um, so so let let's let's give them something to believe in. Um, uh, and, and hopefully that you know Jack can deliver on the pitch and people can gain a, 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 the, the trust for for the owners that that they need, which which I appreciate is a is a time thing. Um, and then if those two things happen and, and and the fans really can feel part of it, then um, we can get that second tier back opened as as we really get excited about being Sunderland Football Club again. And I'll get my seat back because I used to sit up there. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so I'll be yes. eagerly waiting for my letter when it right. officially opens. Yeah, make sure you bring all your friends then. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any update on the fan zone and whether it'll be back next season? I think you talked about that. I th- I think it I think it will be back. Yeah. Um, is there any idea sort of like last time my recollection of it was is it was really expensive and I would rather drink in the town because the drinks were far more expensive at the Yeah, I think I think I think we've got to make it commercially sensible. We're looking at um you know, we've got the cost and what it's gonna cost the club. So what now we're looking at is how do we make sure that the experience in there is really good? Yeah. What sort of things can we do? Um, you know, can we get the players in there after the game to to, to get people yeah, in there and keep them in there and all those sorts of things? So we're we're going through the mechanics of it. Um, 
but yeah, I'm I'm 99.9% certain that will be back. And and hopefully, I'm hoping that will be like lots of other things at the football club that are just on the edge, but, but aren't quite right. If we can get it right, it will be a much nicer experience. Uh, Tom Huntley asks, is there an update on the ladies team? Um, yes. Uh, the, the appeal, I think, um, is... We're waiting for, I think, the final letter, but the indication is we we haven't been successful. So we've now got to look at other options. We appealed to the next league down in case we weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can go into that league, um, which is a bit gutting um, for the ladies. Um, so that will put us in the Northern Premier, I think, or, how, or whatever it is. How would you get in? So could you reapply next year to get into the... Uh, yeah, I think you can reapply. Um, but I need, I need, I need to look at because what 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 basically happened is the the application went in before I was there, so I didn't really look at the application. Mm-hmm. Um, it had gone in a long time before, um, and I think the desire was that, or or, or the suggestion was that, I think Sunderland Ladies finished seventh, but it cost half a million pounds or something r- roughly. So the view was that was too much money for Sunderland Football Club for for for, for whatever reason. Um, and to be fair, you know, half a million pounds is 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 a lot of money. So the viewers apply for the second division because the cost will be 150,000 and and the football club can bear that. Obviously that then got thrown out and 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 got landed on my desk so I talked to the the manager of the, of the ladies team. Um and I just asked her to give me uh if you like a, a bit of an overview. But again um there is a lot going on so it was literally sort of an hour and a, an hour of of an overview. And she said, oh, you know, are we going to appeal? And I said, yes, well, of course we're going to appeal, but, you know, the, what, what basis of, of the failure? And she talked me through the team. And, and my real input on that was, well, it doesn't feel like Sunderland ladies. They're playing somewhere else, this, that, and there. So I said in the appeal, make sure they understand we're going to bring the club back. Um, we're going to play them in, in, in Hetton, I think it is. Um, and they're going to train at the academy. What about the stadium? Um, Could you put them in the stadium, Mike? I don't we could probably play some games in the stadium yeah. of light, but but uh, but I think um, and, and I said put put the appeal through. Um, the, the feeling was it sort of failed on this or failed on that, and I said well, okay, well we'll we'll, we'll tidy it up and put it back in. Um, probably in honesty, if I'd have had three months to to put a business plan together and everything else and and, and the time, I expect whether or not we could have presented a better case. I suppose is what I'm saying. Um, in honesty, I don't know. The, the appeal went in with some amendments with the view that it would be strong enough, but it doesn't sound like it is, although we're waiting for feedback and I'm not 100% sure um, that we can't. But I said at the same time, um, what what are our options if not? And the options were, well, we can go into the next division down or or we don't have a ladies. Um, uh, and I think the view is that having worked so hard for Sunderland ladies to have a team, it would be a bit criminal not to have one at all. Um, so with with the, with the history and everything else, I said if, if it fails, then we'll apply to go in, in the other league. So I, I think we passed that application um, and, I've, and I've got it to um, finalise this week because I think this week we definitely know which mm-hmm. which one we'll be in and then, I, I, then I've got to sit and go a bit bit more through the business plan. But um, uh, ideally, we don't want it costing us a lot of money. Um, but um, uh, I'm not 
into the nitty gritty, unfortunately, of the business plan, which which I think you could argue, well, maybe I should have been more or, or should have been less or, or should have had more input, but I left it to, um, if you like, the individuals that put the first one in. But it may well be that the first one was, was by the sound of it, that poor, that even with the amendments we put in, it wasn't strong enough. But, you know, um, I, I judge that we probably would, would get it on balance, but I think the vibe is, no, we won't. So I, I don't think it's good news, but I'm not... 100% certain but I think that's what's going to happen okay we're on the, the final few questions yeah uh, so Danny Roberts asks why the Borough game no one is really keen in if we get thumped like Celtic it's hardly the way to kick off a new season I don't know if you're familiar with the Celtic game last year yeah I am Yeah, and I mean that was as yeah. yeah. horrible as it gets yeah. so I think people are worried and to be honest I would say that I was worried that the same thing might happen again yeah um uh all I can say on that really is Jack wanted a game. There weren't many options for us to get um, a, t- a tough game because um, you're really talking top two divisions mm. we wanted to play. Can't play anyone in our own league. So we were left with with top two divisions. There were very few teams available and um, and, and Jack wants the game. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it touches on pre-season. Would we have done pre-season differently? Yes. We would, but but I think it's it's although it's not the best option, and I understand that it it wasn't our only option, but it was almost our only option, and the other ones weren't as appealing. Uh, so some just general questions. So does it get to you when you see criticism directed towards you from people on Twitter? No, not really. Not really. No. Is there anything um, you've ever seen though that you've been like, and if something is below the belt? Do you get well, annoyed or do you just ignore no, it? I mean, you, you you can't, can you? No, um, no, it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't affect me. Um, I quite like um, the Newcastle fans, and I, I like I like a bit of banter. I haven't really got into the full flow of that yet because I'm just getting the feel of it. But yeah. um, you know, I, I like I like people asking me questions, and I can. I think most Newcastle fans are actually yeah. a bit jealous that we've got a, an open, more open owner than what they've got. Have right. you ever had any interactions with Newcastle yet? No, 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 um, no, no, no. I've, I've spoke to a couple of the, their directors. That's it. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Um, we should really do a mean tweet. Do you know the mean tweets where people do where right. they make you read out the nasty ones? Oh, that's all right. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do one of them one day. Um, <laughs> great. How much have you learned since you've taken over the club? Oh, I mean, lot. from when you first sat here. Oh, a lot. Ago? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Um. I think, you know, Jack and I were talking this morning, the biggest thing that he's seen is the agents um, and the deals. And, and and I would say that has been the biggest eye-opener for me. Um, I was used to dealing with agents at, at Eastleigh, um, but on a completely different level. And you sort of think, well, yeah, it steps up a bit, it steps up a bit. Um, but um, it, it's... Um, you, you don't seem to be able to do a lot without them. That's been the, 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 the biggest eye-opener. Um, and I, And I have to say, it's... It's a big job. It is a big job. Uh, are we targeting the Checker Trade Trophy? And how important are the other cup competitions? Are you thinking the FA Cup, League Cup, or when are we going to win them? What's the point? Or thinking we're in it, so no, I will try my best. I, to... I think I think they're important, especially when we've got a um, an academy team um, and we've got players coming through our academy and we've got a lot of youngsters that we think have got potential. Um, in a few of those games there might be three or four players that we can put in to give them some first team experience um, I'm not a fan of the under 23 teams being in, no. in the competition it's rubbish 
Um, Especially, I mean, I don't think we can actually play Newcastle. No, we can't. But if no. we, there must be a point where we can, because obviously they might make it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that'd just be a nightmare. I mean, I went to the final with Oxford when they drew Coventry. And when you get to the final and you go to Wembley yeah. and there was 80,000 people there, it was fantastic. Um, but it's one of those things, you, you, nobody really is interested in it until you get to the semi-final. Um, and then all of a sudden you're one game away from Wembley yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But um, uh, it's a good opportunity for us. And, um, you know, you, you, you do want to have a winning mentality and win every game. We we, we, we want to have an FA Cup run. Um, the, 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 the league's important. We're no different to any other club. But I, I don't think you'll see us fielding a weekend team in the FA Cup or, or the Carabao Cup. I mean... You know, um, you want to you, you want to win as much as you can. It builds the profile. Winning's great, and if other teams don't take it seriously, it's an opportunity for us to really progress. And it get it gets the it gets you going, doesn't it? Jimmy asks, "Are you still enjoying it?" Last question: Are you yeah. still enjoying all this? Yeah. Is it better than you thought? Um, or are you looking forward to getting this done, and then you can focus on the season? I'm looking forward to the 9th of August coming. I'm hoping. What's the ninth? Uh, end of I think that's the transfer. It's not the. Is it not the ninth? No, I think it's the Thursday before the season starts. Uh, I'm sure I could be wrong. There. Is the ninth not the Premier League one? Oh, it might be. I, I, I thought I thought it was the ninth. The boys were talking about the ninth this morning. Oh, it might be. Well, I mean, hope, they'll, they'll hope, know more. Let's hope we're walking to. Let's, let's <laughs> hope we're working towards the right date. It might be the se- well, whatever the seventh, eighth, ninth. Um, uh, it's, it's in my diary because they've they've blocked it out for me because I've got to be here. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to that because um, players in and players out has been amazingly intense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, Sunday night, two in the morning intense because, you know, we, we've been talking to teams in Mexico, Russia, Russia you know, all, all over. So I'll be glad when that's over. But I'm I'm enjoying it. But I'm, as I said at the start, I'm apprehensive about the squad because we need some people and I'm a bit of a panicker like that so um, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing them um, so I'm I'm getting excited but I, I want some signings same as everybody else yeah. I want some signings how much does it affect like your general life I mean, when oh, you're out with the kids huge so do you, do you have a switch off uh, um, not at the moment I don't because there's too much going yeah. on. I think once it settles, hopefully. But um, do you do you have a switch off? No. You know? I get told off for me, because yeah. obviously with us, you know, we're at Rogue Rogue yeah. stuff. My phone's always buzzing with stuff. Yeah. And... I mean, I focus on my family time and, and everything else, but, you know, give me a quiet minute and I'll... Check your phone. I'll, I'll check my phone or check the, the how, result how of whatever. How often do you check your Oh, it's sporadic. Because um, I see often you just do a flurry of, you know, five tweets and then... Yeah, and then, I'll, and then I'm done. for a couple of days. Um, yeah, I, 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 it, it's real hit and miss. I could check it. Um, I, I could be there for one day w- working in the office and have one computer going and, and, I, and I'll check it most of the day. And then other times I might not check it for two or three days. Um, so it, it, it's real hit and miss. Does somebody like direct you that this story's happened or this thing's happened? Nope. So have a, nope. have a look. No, I'm not. It, 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 it's just, I, I, I just go on it. It's Sunderland fans on there. Um, as you say, you know that there's there's going to be good, there's going to be bad. I take it. I try not to take the the, the negative stuff too heavily. Um, you know, uh, and hopefully that doesn't get to a stage where it's 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 too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it isn't. It doesn't tend to affect me. Um, but you never know. Um, you know. Um, so I, I just um, I just look at it. 
but I but I I find it really really useful to 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 be able to communicate with the fans as I can, but I can't get to it all. Yeah. And there are there is an element where you know some some of the questions do come out, and you think someone else has just asked me that literally ten seconds yeah. ago. And and you know and and, and uh, don't be daft. I can't really answer that one. And, and you will get that. But for all of those, there are there are some some positives. So it's the same as everything in life. Yeah. You you either take the positives or you, or you focus on the negatives. So I'll try and take the positives out of Twitter. Okay. Well, I think we're all done. So I've been Connor Bromley, Stuart Donald, back in again. And you'll probably. I think we were talking about doing a rope report TV, but I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. yeah. Maybe just before this yeah. season starts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that just before. Yeah, and then I don't don't think you'll want to come to the studio about them. Currently, do you know where Blythe is? Yes. Well, I I live there, so the studio is actually in my brother-in-law's loft. So we'll probably the the stadium might be a bit. I don't mind. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do wherever you want. (laughs) No issue. And I'm sure you'll be back on the podcast probably after the transfer window's all done and we're done. Yeah, 9th of, 10th of August, 9th of August, 7th, yeah. 8th, wherever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so thanks for coming on. No, pleasure, um, pleasure. And we've taken an hour and 40 Yeah, I rambled a bit there, Connor, sorry. It's okay. But to be honest, I was more worried about your time than mine. I mean, my time's not expensive, whereas you're buying players and selling. And Well, it's a bit of peace and quiet from it for now. <laughs>